0: this is the perfect space for you. This is Solely.
1: Okay, so today we have Andrea. How do you say her last name? Is it McMillan. McCallum. McTellum. Okay. You have a business called Concrete and Crystals, and you do all these amazing different things. So you do Reiki, you do intuitive readings, and you're a medium as well. But you also do so many other things. Like when I think of you, I'm like, she's the girl, just like does all these different things. You do art, you do. Virtual assistant work, you do editing, podcasting, you just like have all these amazing things that you do. So before we get into it more, I just want you to give the listeners a little bit of a view of who Andrea is and what you do and all that fun stuff.
2: Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I feel like. Every time I think I have a handle on what I'm doing, I find something (laughs) else. That's just, I think, in my nature. I'm always curious about new things. And so ever since I was young, I was always doing some sort of art or creative projects. You know, I was in the backyard making soups out of like, you know, things that I thought would bring fairies around. Like I was always that kid that was just looking for something that nobody else could see. And so even by the time I got to high school, I was in art class and I had that as my homeroom and I refused to work in class and would just be like looking at what everybody else was doing. I was the kid that got sent out of the class to bring the attendance down and would disappear for 45 minutes and come back and have had like seven conversations on the way. So (laughs) I got to know a lot about a lot of different things, a lot of different people, and that just kind of continued. So I ended up, instead of going to school for art, like my high school teacher told me to, I went for visual merchandising arts and worked in retail for about a decade. And I ended up working for a fashion company and traveling from store to store to train the staff on the visual standards and problem solve because every store would have a different arrangement of stuff. So I feel like I always have been doing something creative, but then when I was I guess 28, I was like, I actually want to go back to school for art. And so I kind of did like backwards. (laughs) Most people go to school for art and then find something practical. But I did the opposite and went back to school when I was almost 30 and just graduated from a studio art degree now. So my High school art teacher would probably be happy to hear that finally I <laughs> listened and went and did that. But the spiritual stuff ties in because my mom, ever since I was like a small child, would be like going to a psychic or bringing my dad to the numerologist, and you know her and her sisters getting together to go to a medium for readings. And so while I was also developing my creativity, I was learning about spirituality and reading books and buying decks of cards and drawing them out all my friends and family. And so in the last. I would say five years, it's just become more of that focus. And I've stopped thinking about all the things I thought I should be doing instead of just doing the things I wanted to be doing. And that's why I have so many interests now. <laughs> I've kind of let that exploration kind of just happen naturally. Um, that's amazing. I did not know that about you. That's such a
1: cool background that you have. So with that, like the whole spiritual side of things, what was your first experience that kind of led you into this work where suddenly you were like, okay, actually... Want to do something with these spiritual gifts and like this energy and all of that stuff? That is a really
2: good question. And it kind of happened like a lot of people during the pandemic because right before it happened, like weeks before everything shut down, I was working two jobs. I was in school full time. I was every second of my my day was scheduled every day. And then when I went from that to having just nothing to do and no obligation i kind of turned back to spirituality as something to bring like ritual and like stability to every day to have something to look forward to and started listening to more podcasts then and i started thinking because i was doing readings for friends again and starting to like be like who wants a reading i'm very bored and when people started giving me the feedback of like you know this really accurate like there's no way you would have known this and then i found danielle Sarank, who we've all kind of connected through And it turns out there was a day that I just didn't want to go to work. So I was like, I'm not coming. It was when we were kind of slowly getting back from the pandemic. And that happened to be the last day to sign up for her community when it was first opening. And I jumped right in and did practice readings the first week. And it went so well that I was like, I just want to do this. And that's kind of what got me started back into it. That's so cool. I know. I
1: remember you were one of the first people that I had a practice reading in that group like i still remember it pretty like quite clearly because there's so many readings now that like i don't have to let it go out of my head kind of thing but i remember your grandma and like we both had grandmas and they were very similar and it was yeah one of my first experiences really cool so that's how i remember you (laughs) That's like one of my first memories with you andrea
2: (laughs) that's so awesome it's funny because i don't do much mediumship at all i like all once in a while i'll have things come through but I think you're one of the only people that's actually had me do an actual mediumship reading yeah. because it was easier to connect because our grandmothers were so similar and I trust yeah.
1: yeah, for sure.
0: That's fun because as I was kind of, I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of your work, but I was like, I don't know if Andrea and I have ever spoke about mediumship. I don't hear her kind of talk about that a lot. So I was digging a little bit I, and I noticed you didn't really offer that much. So how does that come up for you then? Does that come up a lot with... You know, do you have people that still reach out to you for that? Or Do you facilitate other readings and other giftings? And then that stuff kind of comes through. How do you manage that now?
2: mediumship, because it's never really been something that I've offered on its own. It's been more in practice settings or it will come in sometimes when I'm doing a reading, if I feel really connected to a person. And if there's a loved one that wants to come through, sometimes I'll just have like a knowing that they're there. And I don't have as much of the evidence that comes through, but I'll just be aware of who the person is and like why it's important for them to come in at that moment to like reinforce the messages I think that I'm already getting. So it's often if I'm doing like a really in-depth, session, especially if I'm doing energy healing with a reading of some sort, like often because I'm more expanded in those. And sometimes those are interesting because they're usually remote with no Zoom meeting or anything. So it's really interesting because I'll just have to kind of like reach out to the person and be like, I don't know why, but I feel like there was this kind of a loved one showing up for you. And often it's when I'm in my own bubble that they are more clear to me.
0: I hear a lot from especially Reiki practitioners that as they kind of develop and connect stronger and they connect with their clients, that mediumistic information starts to kind of come through. So it's really interesting how those worlds already have this kind of cosmic connection already. So that would make sense that as you're doing that, you would, you would start to get information. And then since you went through some uh, mediumship training, then that probably has helped make that information a little more understandable as it's happening in the moment.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's funny. I'm in the community now as in more of like a management role where I'm in all of the courses and yet I haven't really done the courses. Like I hear all the information because I'm sitting there. I'm taking notes on the one, making notes on the classes. Like I know everything that's happening in them, but I haven't put it into practice maybe as much as I would like to. I only put myself in for the practices once in a while. If it's like uneven numbers, I'll be like, okay, let's see what happens this week. But I feel like it's something I'll come back to because I was getting really strong messages a couple of years ago that I was meant to be doing medium shit. And I think it's just, as we said, I do a million things and I think it's just something else has to go away for a bit in order for me to really have the capacity
0: for it. You have a lot of irons in the fire, which I know what that's like. How do you, when you do have so much going on, like uh, Shayla said, you have your own podcast, you do editing for other people's podcasts, you have all the different services you offer, your own business, you're an artist, all of these things. How do you manage your energy while you are kind of spreading yourself a little thin? How do you, how do you feel into that?
2: That is something that I have really been working hard on the last year because it is really hard for me. And I think what I've started to do is just pay more attention to my body. And because I do my monthly sessions where I'm doing the healing energy work, it's at least once a month when I'm really fully in my body. And then I'll find like the week after that. I'll start to notice where there's things that just don't feel great anymore. And so I'll start to shift away from certain things or I'll be able to say no a little bit faster to things that maybe I would have held on to in the past. Like I've just recently told a couple of clients that I'm moving away from the editing work and like I'm starting to pick up more time for my art. And so for me, it's more just, Feeling how things feel in my body or if I'm really feeling anxious or something a certain day, I'll look at what tasks I'm doing that day or like what I know I have to do that day and be like, okay, maybe these are the things I need to explore getting rid of or delegating or moving to the side for a bit. But it is a lot of trial and error, to be honest. It's kind of just managing it as much as I can and paying attention to the balance of work. I also have ADHD and I use a whiteboard. And I have weeks, like a calendar, but it's like a rolling calendar. Like it's not a specific calendar. It's like when a week ends, I fill it in with the next week and then everything's color coded. So I know if there's too much peopling, like if it's too much of like the color I use for like Zoom meetings, it's like, okay, no, these need to move to the next week or there's too much editing in a certain week. It's like, no, we got to move that to the next week. So it's a combination of things, but mostly just listening to my body and how I'm feeling and anything that makes me feel anxious being like, maybe we don't need to do this so much. And you have a lot of Capricorn in your chart, from what I remember. And then you're also a manifesting Mm -hmm. generator. Is that correct? I'm a generator, but very Um, Capricorn. Yeah. I'm like Capricorn, Sun, Rising, and Mercury. And then I have a couple other like minor placements. Yeah. So like for people who don't really quite understand that, it's like
1: you're very, very driven and you can like keep going. So like, it can be for sure. Like I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart too. And I'm a generator. So like, yeah, it's hard to find that balance and say no to things because people with that usually can go, 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 go
2: until they burn out.
1: So I kind of want to talk about your art because I think that's so interesting. If you want to just tell us what you've been up to with that and how you are implementing that in your life and your business and even like your spiritual practice. So I think art can be a really spiritual experience as well. It's interesting. We kind of talked about this in another episode too, but like there's so much AI coming out now with art and it's kind of interesting time right now with that. But yeah, I'd love to hear just anything that you have to say on that as well.
2: Yeah, I feel like art and spirituality have always been linked in some way for me. And like I've done different series on my podcast on like the artist's way and different kind of like theories around art and trying to connect into yourself in order to find what it is you want to do in your art. And I think for me, a lot of what I do is very process based. I don't ever really know what the outcome is going to be. I know some people get like a painting in mind, like this is what it's going to look like and then they work up to that. But I kind of am the opposite where I have to know somewhat what I'm doing, but I work in printmaking and sculpture. So I did four years of university art and I did not take a single painting or drawing class. I just kind of did anything that had machines and like really heavy processes and multiple steps to it. And I think that's part of it too, is I like something where there's multiple checkpoints and then that helps me to sort of manage my time as well. But in printmaking, the cool thing is a lot of the processes, you actually don't know what it's going to look like until you layer the plate and the paper and the ink and put it through the press. And then you just have to hope that it turns out how you think it will in your head. So I kind of like that, even though I'm doing a certain process and it's very repetitive, there's still a pretty good chance that it's not going to turn out the way you expect. And I think that's kind of the same as my spiritual work is I start out learning, for example, Reiki. There's a very specific way it's taught, but then as I do it, it starts to change into its own thing. And now I don't even really use the Reiki symbols much anymore. It's more just whatever energies come through me. A lot of times it's like plants or crystals. It's very earth-based, which makes sense because I'm so Capricorn that (laughs) it's a lot of like earth-based things. But that's also where my art has kind of turned as well. There's a lot of like art inspiration that comes from nature and plants and a lot of texture, like very tangible things for me. So it's kind of starting to cross over again, where I'm starting to look at different plants and things and looking at different materials I can use. And in the past, I have done projects where I've taken people's feedback from sessions and then done prints based on that as well.
0: I was just going to ask you, like, how often are your spiritual experiences or your readings or anything like that helping inspire your art? Because there's a few people I know kind of in our community that do that. And it is really beautiful, some of the stuff that they can come up with just from their experiences.
2: Yeah, It's something that I want to do more of, although my work tends to be very abstract. So it sometimes is just whatever comes to mind I went all, all, almost all the way through university without even using color. I did everything black and white and neutral like I was like the neutral girl like I had an argument with the prof one semester because I had this idea in mind and he was like the project is to use at least one color or two colors and I was like I this is supposed to be black and white and we went back and forth and then I stubbornly still made it in black and white but also did the color. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. this really needs to be in black and white. But now I feel like when I start incorporating the spiritual stuff, the color just comes in naturally because it's just like the chakras. I'm very like connected to that energy and nature. It's just like comes in more naturally. But I feel like I can't force it.
0: It's interesting because you and Shayla kind of have that in common because Shayla, you also do art and you do a lot of inspiration from like your aura readings and stuff and make art. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, that just fascinates me i just think it's i think it's so cool
1: yeah it's really interesting incorporating art into kind of the spiritual work and i feel like they're so intertwined and related i feel like art is one of those things that are just a gift that was given to us by the universe and same with like dancing or singing or movement or like you know music it's like it's part of that whole collective of everything that. so yeah it's really interesting i wanted to ask about the reiki sessions that you do because you mentioned how you don't really use the symbols anymore and how it's evolved and i noticed that's happening. noticed even for me, that's the same thing too. Like, I don't really use them as much as I first did when I was learning about everything. And I really feel like we're in a time where people are needing different things than what they used to. So, although there are these like amazing elements of Reiki that we can still bring through and use a lot of the tradition, I feel like things are shifting. So, I'm kind of interested in how things are shifting with your energy work. And I noticed too that you have so many things that you incorporate in it. So, when you do those zodiac newsletters where you do the reiki and stuff like it's incredible like there's crystals there's prompts there's like all these beautiful visuals that you're bringing into it and i was just like whoa <laughs> and they're so like so relatable like I, I just i was really blown away by how much detail is put into them and how they resonated so much so i just love to hear your process in that and how it's kind of evolved and how you just kind of decided to bring all these little different
2: things into that whole reiki practice
0: your I newsletters really appreciate- are amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means a lot because that's something that I don't think I really intended to do with the newsletters. It's something that just sort of unfolded. And I think uh, like most things, it just all naturally came together. And then I looked back and was like, how did this happen? Because I started doing the monthly forecast with Emily, uh, Emily and her stars. She does the astrology and I do tarot. And we have this fun back and forth where... I just come up with a tarot forecast for each week for the astrology season. And then she comes in with the astrology, like this is where it's matching up with the energy. And then it really nudged me to start my newsletter at that time, because I was like, you know what, there's something to share every month now. We're doing it around the same time every month. So it makes sense to actually start putting in a newsletter finally. And then at the same time, I was like, well, I've been meaning to do monthly sessions for healing energy with group sessions because I had been doing them for a while. So I just tied that in. So now everything's kind of intertwined. And so the newsletter comes out usually the first Tuesday of the astrology season. And, you know, depending on how when Emily and I record, it's usually around the same time that the episode comes out. And then it's usually the following week that I do what I call the remote recharge. And with those sessions, I tried to make them as accessible as possible because that's how I got into doing Reiki and I had avoided energy healing. I've been told many, many times, like you should do Reiki, but I'm not a massage person. I'm not like an up close and personal person. I need a lot of space, (laughs) very Capricorn, lots of boundaries. And when I came across someone who was doing them completely remotely, where you just had to sign up and just decide to receive it in your own way, I actually felt so much more than when I had tried to do them in person because I felt like I was in my own little bubble. And so I do them on a Thursday night at like 7 p.m. Eastern and it's half an hour and people can create their own space around it. And through doing those, I didn't realize this was going to come in, but I get these almost like visual stories that come through or like really clear messages. And I end up using crystals for most of the energy, actually. Like I said, I don't use symbols too often anymore, but sometimes a a certain plant will come in or like a tree and it's just very clear. And sometimes I have to even look up after, like, why is this coming through? So it's usually a few hours after the session ends by the time that that newsletter goes out because I'm trying to process all of my scribbles and everything (laughs) I remember from the session. And then sometimes I have to do a little bit of piecing together. But once I start writing, it just kind of flows. It's just that initial, like, organizing my thoughts. And then that part just sort of came through naturally. And that's what I get the most positive feedback on is like the actual follow-up newsletter that has the summaries from the sessions. And so it's something I look forward to every month now because I don't even know what to expect. And <laughs> it's kind of like the one right. time of month that I know that I'll be connecting in with my energy as well.
0: So you kind of just touched on it. There's a little bit of self-healing, self-exploration that goes into what you're giving out to others.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting because the same as when I do, I do card pull Friday. I haven't done one in a while, but on Instagram, I do, I pull a couple of cards on Fridays. I, I do live and often it's whatever theme is coming up for me personally. And I don't even realize it until after because I don't listen to myself. I don't, I just, it kind of just all comes yeah. out. And then I'll read my own newsletters too. Like the next day I'll be like, oh, that's what was happening there. And like, it's really funny how that happens. How spirit just like works through you. And same with, I think what you would also like probably agree with is the people that you end up doing readings for, the messages you give to them end up really resonating with you. And it's like the universe is like beautiful way of like making sure that they get the messages to as many people as possible. Um, and kind of making it so that it's like a dual healing process so that i think it's also choosing to do this work is hard you have to do a lot of personal growth work and a lot of healing and so i think it's almost like a little reward where it's like if you're willing to put yourself on this path you also do receive a lot as well and i think it's such a that's what makes it so beautiful i think if we didn't receive things (laughs) when we were doing it i think it would make it a lot harder to stick with it long term
0: for sure right at least speak for myself that is very true it's definitely a journey with that something that you touched on which i would love if you could give your viewpoint to our listeners i know for me personally when i tell a lot of people i do readings and some of them i do in person but sometimes i do them remotely or through zoom people that aren't really familiar it kind of stops them a little bit like wait you can do that It, it works if you're not sitting in the room with someone. So you've mentioned you do most all of your stuff remotely. So can you explain like how that works in a metaphysical sense of how you understand it all?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually one of my favorite things to like think about and talk about because like I said, it's what brought me into a lot of this work. I think for me, it can be overwhelming because I'm very sensitive. I feel a lot of, especially if I'm in person and it can be hard for me to move past that sometimes and I know even from going to psychic fairs in person I would I went in person for a lot of readings for a long time and I would have to leave the space and come back to like choose who to even go to because I just I sometimes can't discern all of the different energies it just is very like foggy almost right. yeah um and then I actually found a couple of people there who were doing phone readings at the time so I think a lot of people are familiar with like being able to phone for readings and I think it's just Any of this work is intention based. If your intention is to connect your energy with someone, it's the same with like we're talking right now on Zoom, right? And like we're still hearing the information. The sound waves are still happening. You know, we can see each other that's being transmitted. And I think any sort of energy for me is how I feel it's the same thing. If my intention is to connect with you, then that's going to happen. And I still have an energetic boundary where I don't do that without people's permission. It's always if someone has signed up for the, I assume that if you've registered for the session that you're wanting to receive that energy. And that's kind of how I base most of my work is on intentions. And what has been an interesting exploration for me is when I started doing them remotely, I did a lot of practice sessions where I would just say, okay, I'd get a group of like 10 people, 15 people, mostly from the collective. And I would say, okay, if you guys could do me a favor. And this is when I started doing the prints with their sessions. I was like, just send me whatever you receive." And I'll tell you like what I did and then you can compare. And it was incredible how many people would have the same colors come up, the same. And in the order, some of them would specifically tell me the order that things came up and I would be recording what I was doing. And I'd be like, when you were focusing on your head, I was doing third eye stuff. When you were receiving purple, I was using amethyst. And there's so much validation that happens with that, where you're like, I couldn't make this up if I tried. Like, I literally couldn't. And so that's kind of what's happened with most of my sessions now is I trust it now. And because people have had that experience and I make it available once in a while, I'll do a free session for people to try it out. I don't want people to do anything they're not comfortable with either. But at the same time, I think it's kind of freeing if you know you can receive that way and you don't have to like get ready, get on a Zoom or like if you're really busy and you know, you're know you not feeling well, if somebody signs up for a session, like a personal session and they're not feeling great they can just be in their bed and receive it and then get a little follow-up email and not have to be on just to receive it. And I think that can be really freeing for both of us because we both get to be in our own space and we're still connecting. It's just in a different way.
0: I've done one of your remote sessions and that that does happen. I can I can vouch for that. So it was a little while ago, but I do remember the color yellow had came through and that was the one you spoke of. And yeah, so It is true. I always tell people when you're thinking about how spirit works and how all this works, don't try not to put our human limitations on what the spirit world can do. Like they can be everywhere. They are everywhere. You know, we're limited to this body in this moment, in this time. So, you know, try to have a little more expanded idea of how all that can actually work.
2: Absolutely. And I think too, if you think of just the everyday things that I think people have experience that are kind of like the synchronicities and things like when you're thinking of someone and then they call you or you go to look at your phone and then it starts ringing like there are times when you're connecting with people and you don't even realize it so if you think about if you're going to do that with intention, you're probably going to receive something right, and I think oh you can be on the phone with someone and hear in their voice that they need your support, and the way you say something, they can feel that you're feeling what they're feeling, and like there's so many. I think crossovers between like human emotions and like spirit where it's like Mm -hmm. some things are just universal. And actually, when you're talking about how people feel different
1: things. So you ended up gifting me a Reiki Recharge, like one of those sessions. And before you even gave it to me that day, I went to Walmart and I hate Walmart. It's It's the worst place for me. Like sometimes I like. it will suddenly feel like emotional for no reason. I'll be like crying or just like really tense. And I'm just like trying to brace through the whole situation and get out there as fast as I can. But on that day, and it was a really, really stressful week. And when I went in there, it was the weirdest experience I've ever had. It was like so zen and calm. There was no background noise. It was the weirdest experience I've ever had in a Walmart. I feel so good right now. I this is bizarre. And then I came back and it was about probably like an hour after that, I received that, that email and that you were gifting it to me. I was like, oh my God, that is no coincidence. That is great energy in play. That's <laughs> percent. So like, I didn't even know about it, right? But I could feel it. Like it can, it just, it's really interesting how that can happen. And we all experience it in, in completely different ways, which is a really interesting part too. So yeah, I had to share that. With, I thought that was like a really cool thing. <laughs> You can market it that
0: way. Like, if you have to go to Walmart, because it is not a fun, energetic place to be. If you have to go to Walmart, sign up. I could do a Ricky recharge before you have to go. And your experience will be so much better.
2: Yeah, I know. Right. Well, you know, I think that also touches on something else that I find fascinating about it is that time doesn't really exist for it as well. (laughs) Like I can, I always have the intention that if you can't receive it at that time, you can receive it later. And my mom is really obviously into spiritual stuff. She's the one who got me into it. And she will usually receive them. She won't receive them at night. She'll like the next day, like midday, be like, I'm going to do your recharge now. And then she'll give me this like breakdown of everything that happened. And then she'll be like, I'm not looking at the email yet. And I'll look and I'll be like, how does this happen every time? Because she always picks up on like colors or like energies that come up in it. And it's like the next day, you know, (laughs) midway through the day. So I think that also is interesting too. like. If you know you're going to have a really difficult day, like what you were saying, like if you know you're going to do something that's really challenging or really difficult for your energy, you can send Reiki to that tie when you're going to be having that experience. I think that is such an incredible thing that like blows my mind every time.
0: How would you describe for our listeners that maybe are not familiar with Reiki and this energy that you're okay. referencing, especially since you and Shayla both are practitioners of Reiki? How would you describe that to someone, like what that energy is or where that energy comes from or how that energy works and can benefit you?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's important to to note that Reiki is a specific type of energy healing and there's many different types. But I think the thing that kind of brings them all together is that it's this idea of like just universal love. It's just there's no negativity around it. It's all positive energy. And it's all set with that intention that it's going to do something to help you or to bring you back into balance or to bring just an overwhelming sense of support and love to you. And so when I'm working with the energy, I will sometimes feel physically on my body, like where the energy needs to go. And even for a group session, there's often themes that come up where maybe it's the throat chakra and I'll feel it around my throat and I'll be like, okay, people really need the energy there. And with the intention being to help people come back into balance or to get what they need to receive that's usually what guides me is I'll feel physically on my body sort of where it needs to go or I'll just have a knowing of like what I need to do so for me now because I use less reiki I know the energy of the crystals that I have pretty well and so if I find myself grabbing a particular crystal sometimes it's like almost involuntary I just I'm like okay we need this and then I just know what that is for and so it has kind of shifted but the intention with reiki is just this like universal love that flows right through me. And so that's the other important thing that I always talk about. I actually call myself an intuitive energy curator because I'm not the one producing the energy. I'm just mm. the person being like, this is what you need. And so because there's the tie-in with art, it just makes sense to me to be a curator <laughs> because it's like the curator isn't necessarily the person making the work. The curator is the person seeing what people have to offer that might really benefit or might really go together for this one theme. And so that's kind of how I feel when I'm doing the session is that like, I have an idea of what the intention needs to be and what the energy is coming in for. But then I'm just sort of choosing the different bits and pieces that are going to help produce that effect. And so I think everyone experiences it differently. So some people may not physically feel it on their body. Some people may just notice they have a shift in their emotion, or they may find that like, the next day they're doing something and it just doesn't feel as challenging like what shayla was talking about where maybe it's just you notice it in your day-to-day if you're doing regular sessions or if you have something come up where you're like wow i didn't get really mad at that person when they caught me off today <laughs> like when i was driving i didn't have irrational road rage today and i just had a session last night so sometimes it doesn't show up the way i'm describing it like you may not feel it on your body or you may not notice anything you might just feel like i just sat for half an hour and felt nothing but over the next day or so, you might notice shifts in the way you're experiencing life or just things maybe seem to come together more easily. Maybe your thoughts are clearer. So it's just, it's really nice to try doing a few sessions and then seeing what comes up that might be in common. Like maybe you don't feel anything, but you notice every time you have a session, like Shayla said, you had the next day, you're just killing it in life and everything's just flowing together and it's just awesome. Right. So and I think it's important to note that, like if you're experiencing it in a way that we're not describing it's not wrong. It's just that we can only describe what we experience.
0: would it be safe to say, and please correct me if not, that that same energy would be like the similar energy that's like source energy, that similar energy that's within all of us, like the root of what we are and where we come from is it is it that same energy that you're using to help? shift stuff around here for our physical experience is that a fair way to explain it
2: yeah that's that's how I think of it I think that it's just the energy that we all have access to and it's just that some of us have a unique way of being able to move that energy and it's something that everyone can do I've done really like beginner 101 um, intuition classes And I've made people with no Reiki experience, nothing, just do exercises and then like feel the energy. And they almost get like taken aback at how much they can feel when it's just, again, it's intention. And it's having like a positive intention for how that energy is going to be used. And so I totally think that it's something that we all have access to. And it's just a matter of like moving it through us and like having the intention for it.
1: I know when I was younger, like I heard about Reiki because I had this really cool neighbor, her name was Rhonda. (laughs) And she was the first woman I ever saw who like shaved her hand. She was like super cool, right? And she did Reiki and I was like, what is it? Like I just did not understand what it was till many years later. But yeah, it's really it's interesting. And I love that it's non-denominational. Like it doesn't matter where you come from, what you do, it's that universal energy. And you can call it whatever you want essentially, but it's just that amazing highest vibration kind of like source energy, if you will.
0: So talk a little bit, you also collaborate with, you brought her up earlier, Emily and her stars, who's an amazing astrologist. You have a podcast and then you have your own podcast, correct? Which you kind of share with our audience, you know, the different podcasts you do and kind of what those shows encompass and kind of share a little bit more about those.
2: I love podcasting. It's something that I, I obviously edit podcasts too, but mine Is called spirit crumbs. And it came up because that was a term that came up in an Instagram live actually. When I was trying to explain to people in my head, because I don't know what part of my brain does this, but I have categories and like the way I like separate certain things. And so mine is it's based on synchronicity, but I have these categories for synchronicity where it's like serendipity is like the feeling that I feel when things come together synchronicity is kind of like the things that link together or like the ideas that come up, but spirit crumbs are like the tangible things you can actually do. I'm so Capricorn that I always have to be like, okay, that's a great thing that we're both thinking the same thing, but like, what am I going to do with this information? So for me, it's like, if there's a book that comes to mind or if somebody asks you, if you want to do something, if you've been thinking about doing something and then someone gives you an invitation, it's like these things that you can actually move forward with. It like brings you along your path and like you follow them. So it's like the Spirit crumbs are like the breadcrumbs that spirit like leads out for you on your path. And it came up just out of my mouth out of nowhere. So that's how my podcast kind of works is it's just what I'm drawn to. Like things that keep coming up repetitively for me, I share them and then see if they resonate with people. And I do a lot of like tarot forecasts. I do them weekly on Instagram, but I started doing them on my podcast as well. And so Emily and I still have our separate podcasts. At some point, we're probably just going to like do one podcast that's for these energy reports because we both have to like post them every time. But what we started doing, she has one where on her podcast, Things That Make You Go Woo, her podcast is so cool because she does like deep dives into like different historical things. Like she'll talk about witches, different myths. They're really awesome. And then she was already doing kind of like a monthly forecast for astrology. And I just had this bureaucrum that was like, you know what? I feel like it's hard for me to motivate myself. I talk to myself on my podcast all the time. And I was like, you know what? I like doing these forecasts, but it's not as fun if there's no reaction to it. If it's just like me talking. And I just reached out to her and I was like, how would you feel about doing a collaboration? She was like, you're not going to believe this, Andrea. She's like, although you will. But like, I've been thinking about trying to do this because I used to do um, a collab before. And it just sort of ended up being like a match made in heaven because we have so much in common already um, that we like to talk about. And it's just another fun way of showing how like energies are universal. The energies that I pick up on with the tarot cards where I'm just like, this is how this week is going to feel. These are the themes that are coming up. And then she can come on with the astrology and be like, well, this transit's happening that would create this energy. And it's just really fun for both of us to uh, see how that plays out together as opposed to just being like we'll see what happens after I talk to myself for half an hour you know so that's sort of just been unfolding over the last few months you love it yeah that's I know the thing too when I listen to
1: those is it's so interesting to have both of your perspectives and then astrology and like the tarot is really cool I definitely suggest for people to if they're really interested in that type of thing especially definitely go listen to your guys's collaboration because it's also
0: And you're both such good teachers of of both of Mm -hmm. all the information, like phenomenal. So yes, we definitely, we will definitely put that in our show notes and recommend everyone go listen.
1: Well, thank you. So is there anything you would like to share that you have upcoming with the audience or, you know, give your Instagram
2: handle and all of that stuff to to share? Yeah, of course. So where I spend the most time is on Instagram at Concrete and Crystal and Through there, you can go to the link in my bio for most things, but I have the Pisces stuff coming up. So I will be very shortly editing our episode for the Pisces forecast. We already recorded it. And then the newsletter that's just kind of like the breakdown of the tarot and a few different themes that come up will be coming out on Tuesday, I want to say the 21st of February. So um, that'll be coming up, and then the Reiki recharge for Pisces season will be on Thursday, the twenty third, and that'll be twenty two Canadian. I try to keep it pretty, you know, affordable and accessible for everyone. So in the US dollars, it's probably like forty five cents. <laughs> <dollar>. <laughs> but yeah it's it's something that like I do every month and so that one's coming up for Pisces season and then I will be opening up my books for a few more one-to-one sessions but if you ever look and there's nothing available you can always message me sometimes I'm just conservative with my time and I can not make space. Awesome. Well thank you
1: so much for coming on and sharing all of that amazing stuff and just it's always so cool to hear like people's different spiritual experiences and like how they got into things because everyone's just so unique with you know their passions and their gifts so we appreciate you so much
2: coming on thank you for yes. having me it's been fun
0: so much before you leave uh and as we wrap up the show i'm going to share i did a little card poll uh before we got started today and it's very interesting because it's very synchronistic with a lot of things that we talked about as <laughs> it usually is so the first one I pulled today is, um, and I'm using Keepers of the Light Oracle Deck by Kyle Gray. The first card I pulled today was Lord Shiva. And this card's about transcendence. And this card for me really talks about being true to yourself, connecting with your inner truth and that inner source energy, that energy we kept talking about inside and fighting what your truth is and letting that help you rise up and transcend through any kind of challenges or situations you're in and finding kind of your true path and finding what it is that you truly want to move towards, what it is that truly makes you happy, what it is that's truly lighting you up and helping you, as the card even says, Uh, dance with the universe a little bit better. Because as you dance with the universe, then things start to just work out a little bit better. They start to feel a little bit better and it starts to make everything make a little bit more sense. The other card that came up with it is Lady Portia. And um, for those of you that don't know, she is considered a Ascendant Master. She's known as a goddess of justice. So with this card really, um, and it says, do what you feel is right. An important lesson is unfolding. So this to me really feels like as you're transcending and you're moving through uh, this stuff that maybe sometimes feels challenging, just know that sometimes going through those challenging moments is helping balance things out for you and your life, sometimes karmatically that need to be so that you can get into a better space and you can start to understand and see things in a much better way. She also helps us take what is not serving us anymore and turn it into something positive. So again, that's those lessons that we're learning from those challenges or those moments that we're going through to help us really get us on the right path that's going to make us feel most fulfilled. So yeah, that I feel really fits nicely in with everything we shared today and talked about. And again, Andrea, thank you so much. It was so awesome to have you on our show and we definitely encourage everyone to go check you out. She's again at Instagram at Concrete and Crystals and her podcast, Spirit Crumbs, is definitely worth a listen.
2: Thank you.
1: Hey, Sully listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below, as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just wanna share your story, you can do that below.